Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Current Blue Podcast, live this afternoon on Facebook and YouTube. My name is Dan Rowlands and I'm joined as ever by Ashley Priest. Ash, how are you, mate? Dan, how are you, mate? I'm good. All good. Turned 30 last week, so getting on a bit now. Um, many happy returns, mate. How was it? Yeah, very good. Yeah, considering pubs are shut. I did the time. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, well, we're here today to talk about Aston Villa's player of 2020. Now, I've put in the, the caption of this video... There's pretty much an obvious standout candidate, isn't there? Obviously, Mr. Jack Grealish is probably going to take home the accolade. But we've put forward four nominees for Aston Villa's Player of 2020. This afternoon, we want to discuss them one by one and also get your feedback as well, people watching. Um, so if you want to watch along and leave a comment, you can do so. Get involved in the debate. And you can also head over to the Birmingham Live website and cast your vote. Um, more importantly, there's a national vote as well, which Jack Grealish is nominated for. So we'll talk about that a little bit at the end as well. Um, I'm going to run the propaganda train for Jack Grealish to win the national award because why not? Um, so we'll start with the first one, then our first four, uh, our first of the four nominees, uh, and it's Mr. Douglas Louise. How impressive has he been in 2020, Ash? Incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, he's the key reason why why Villa stayed up for me. Douglas Louise throughout Project Restart, such a key key. Key member of the Inspire squad, and he's, he's continuing that this year as well. So, looks every bit a big league player. I think it's a bargain. What, what Villa got from him in the end, 15 million quid. Uh, fully fledged Brazilian international now as well. Um, I can't stress his importance to the Villa team. Just being that base in midfield for when the logs are Barkley and Grealish run riot. But mm. going back to last season and, and Douglas's importance, Dean Smith said it himself. He was Villa's best player throughout that 10 game survival run. and I echo those thoughts and he should be amongst this list for sure. And we'll go on to the candidates in a minute, but I think he pushes Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish the most for me, Douglas Louise. Yeah. He can often go unnoticed, can't he? You know what I mean? He, he's not, not at the forefront of attacks or anything like that, but his importance, just, just anchoring that midfield and making sure things are ticking, ticking along nicely and keeping the ball and winning second balls and stuff like that. Fantastic. So, yeah, Douglas Louise, proper player. And uh, rightly amongst his list, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, he's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he, he had this, not a weird season, but there was times where some people weren't quite sure what, what he brought to the team. While as was, we're looking at the same 90 minutes and going, he's an amazing player. Like, he's a, he's a quality footballer. Um, yeah. Like you said, a bargain, 15 million. Pepper come calling back for him. He then goes on to earn a Brazil call-up and, and plays for them now, which, I mean, an Aston Villa footballer as a Brazilian international is a, a nice thing to say. Um but he really did improve, didn't he? As much as I, I did like him throughout the whole season. There was times we did podcasts when we first started back in November, December, where we were going, is, is Douglas Louise doing enough to be a, con- a consistent pick for, for Dean Smith? Should Harrahan yeah. be back in there? And then you look at that debate now, 12 months on, and go, Douglas Louise is one of the first names on the team sheet, isn't he? He sure is, definitely. <clears throat> Dean Smith made a big point of Douglas Louise arriving two days before Tottenham last season on the opening day and um, kind of played that day, didn't he? And then, Kind of might have been dropped straight away for the Bournemouth game at home, I think, because Douglas scored that screamer, didn't 
Um, so yeah, Douglas was straight in after that, and even not, not having a full pre-season behind him, and mm. he was new to the Premier League. Douglas, like, like many Villa players were, and he found it tough going, especially like dallying on the ball too much. You get that time in Spain when he was on loan at Girona and a bit of a luxury player, wasn't he? And fans and even me alike were saying, this kid ain't up too much, you know, he's a bit of a bit of a flash pony kind of thing. And but um he really came into his own after after lockdown, got got himself fit and in shape and that, that paid dividends. So after a slow start, he really um got going and now I think the comments are flooding in on here suggesting yeah, Douglas Luiz is like one of the key men in our team, and mm. I think he's done some hero, like, like Philip just says. And I, I echo those thoughts, and I'm sure Dean Smith and the coaching staff and the teammates would all say the same. Yeah, yeah. Interesting point from Kimmy here as well. I heard this that he learned English over the the break during lockdown, so he was able to understand more on the pitch. I think there was a comment that John McGinn made about him, or he made about John McGinn not being able to understand him, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if that was a, a true story or not, but he did improve so much during that that lockdown period and that like um like Philip says uh, an unsung hero to an extent because he does go under the radar a bit and that's natural for that position isn't it to be a bit more of a defensive midfielder you don't get the plaudits that a Jack Grealish gets yes yes like I think um Rich covered the player ratings at West Ham the other day and he marked Douglas Louise quite low but it's so hard to just just follow Douglas Louise in, in game kind of thing because obviously you're looking at Grealish's and you want Kings to do all the damage and he goes unnoticed as, as, as a lot of people realise so hmm. Like I say, it's just pivotal for, for, for Villa moving forward is Douglas. So the second player on this list is Mr. Tara Mings. I don't know why I keep saying Mr. before I do these, but uh, yeah, Tara <laughs> Mings is on this list. Possibly harsh that his uh, centre-back partner, Esri Kansa, isn't on the list. I'll reveal that to, to spoil the last one. Um, Tara Mings has had a, a great year in 2020 as a whole. Yes, his performances aren't quite up to the, his usual standard as of late, but... He helped Villa survive. He was important in that back, that back, uh, that back four. He's got his England call up. He's been a, a, a leader and a good character off the pitch. So I think he deserves to be in this four. And I think, he, but then I'm interested to see what what people think is that harsh on Esri Kansa because I feel like you, in a, in a four man shortlist you don't want two centre halves in there. So it was Mings or Kansa. I, I feel like we felt as a, as a team. So what what made you decide to go for Mings over Kansa? Nothing to do with. On the pitch, just just off the pitch for me, personal reasons for Mings. You're standing up for mental health, talking with Prince William, which I found was credible and spoke speaks so well for such a for such, still still a young man. Yeah, um, went to the um, Black Lives Matter movement in Birmingham, spoke candidly about that and where he's come from, his journey to now, just, just being a role model for supporters and just yeah, and, and supporters and fans and. For me, it's more personal off the pitch and what's going on this year. I know there's a lot of charity work as well. And perhaps I was a bit, I don't know, I do feel for as you can't missing out on this shortlist, but I just went, went with Mings. For what, for what a year, crazy year it's been, I think he's been, he spoke so well and he's he's become like a, a leading figure for Villa Yeah. over his time. And just, I think he was at an England press conference most recently and Greg Clark resigned after the, over the, over them racist, racist remarks and, Mings was, was was asked that question straight away. What do you think of it? A Greg Clark was, was on in and just kind of on the spot as well, wasn't it? That on the spot, yeah. I just thought it was so so good. And Villa, Villa, Villa fans and everyone associated with Villa should, should be so proud to have Mings on, on, on the team and being a part of them. So that, that's yeah. why he got more vote for me. Just just personal reasons and the way he carries himself. Um, but contest, yeah, I think performance wise, Contest's outdoing Mings for me at the moment and. Yeah, I can't fault the pair of them, to be fair. 
Yeah, I think that's probably a, a, a quite an interesting point. I'm not going to sit here and hide my admiration of Tara Mings, the, the man and the person, because obviously I've, I've had dealings with him in the past that people know about. Um, lovely, lovely guy. But also, as much as his performances have dipped of late and, and the old game in 2020, he's still a good footballer. He's still good, done enough to get called up to the England squad and play for England and play well for England. Yes, he'll make a mistake every so often, but that's kind of, I think we've said before, that's the, the price that you pay for if he's doing a little crawl with turning the edge of the area. Occasionally when that comes off and he pings an 80-yard ball up to Jack Grealish, that's amazing yeah. and it works well. You're going to get caught out from time to time if you do stuff like that. I think there's probably a little bit of decision-making that needs to improve a little bit and, and that will hopefully come with time. But like you said, when you look at him and Conser now, there's a time when you sign as your concert for 12 million or so and you think, oh, well, he might, might be a backup player, one for the future, that kind of thing. Tyron Mings is still the main man. You look at it 12 months on, 18 months on, and, and Esri Conce is the main man at the back there out of the two of them on the pitch in terms of performances. I think Esri Conce is the better centre-half of the two at the moment. But as you've said many times, being in the ground, you can't understate how important Mings is vocally and leading the team as well. That's an important yeah. factor. Incredibly so vocal. He glues them all together. He's the real captain for me. Yes, Jack Grealish has influences with the ball at his feet and his performances, but Mings, in terms of making sure everyone's concentrated on the, on the metal, He's the man. He gets gets the utmost out of everybody, and they, they all follow in follow in line with that as well. And yeah, Mings and Conte they're both adding goals to the games now. Game now as well, which is benefiting Villa, especially yeah. from set pieces. So, a pair of them are doing well for me. Yes, we've lost three out of the last four currently, but I think overall defensively the better. And Mings and Conte have had a full year in the Premier League now, and that, that's beginning to show. So yeah, both young players, and hopefully the centre backs. For a long time in the Villa shirt, yeah. Third on the list, the obvious standout contender for winner of this accolade, Jack Grealish. Uh, you can't make an Aston Villa Player of the Year award without mentioning this this guy, can you? Captain, leader, inspiration, hero, icon, whatever whatever tag you want to give the guy. He's he's a incredible player on the pitch. He's uh, someone that you love to to see with Aston Villa. You're proud of him. It's somebody that you're happy to represent the club. I mean, I don't know how far we can go with the Jack Grealish uh, propaganda and the, and the loving because you run out of words to describe him, don't you? Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Diver. <laughs> yeah, um, best best player, best player in a long time in a Villa shirt. And for me, like watching him week in, week out, he's, there's not many two better in world football at the moment. He's that form wise. Mm. Um, he, he showed that against Belgium in an England shirt and he showed it in his most recent performance Villa down at West Ham with that great goal from range and just running out of words to describe his brilliance and long, long may that continue. So, yeah, very special, special player. We're lucky to have him and he's uh, knuckling down. And it's crazy to think this time last year, he was struggling in a Villa shirt somewhere after a start at Tottenham where he dallied on the ball, mm-hmm. White Spurs, and he started in central midfield alongside McGinn and Horahan. It weren't really working, but Smith put him in that inside forward left position. He, he'd become famous for and He's just been brilliant ever since, hasn't he? And this season, he's taken it to new levels and scary, scary player. The, report, the reports recently, 100 plus million, he's now, he's now valued at and the rest for me. Yeah, same. He's one of the best players in world football. It's a fact. So, that, yeah. There's a comment, I can't remember where it came from, but it's something like Aston Villa now value Jack Grealish at 100 million. So I valued him at 100 million last summer. And the exactly, before that. it's that's, not, not, that's not a new thing to say he's now worth hundred million. To Villa, he's he's priceless, isn't he? And this is this is what fans of other clubs don't understand when they see headlines like Jack Grealish worth hundred million. And think, well, he's not he's not the most expensive footballer 
in, in uh, you know record you know record break or whatever. He's up there with Gareth Bale and Eden Hazard, Hazard and people like that. But to Villa, he's priceless. You couldn't replace him. I wouldn't want a hundred million instead of Jack Grealish. I think Andy Gray, Andy Gray said the other day about he'd write, if you could pick Messi or Grealish, you'd pick Grealish to what he offers to a team, which is a, yeah. a crazy thing to say on the face of it. But from a Villa perspective, there's no one else I would rather have for Jack Grealish. I wouldn't swap him with anybody in the Premier League. And people might say, yeah. oh, De Bruyne or this, De Bruyne or that, or Mane or Salah, whoever. But I want Jack Grealish to be a Villa player forever. I know that might not happen. I'm not going to be sit here and be cynical about what football is like. But as much as he's a brilliant player on the pitch, all the added bonuses that go with that of him being captain and a Villa fan and he understands us and he's living our dream, that's the icing on the cake that makes him irreplaceable for me. Definitely. And his, his goals and assists are just going to rock it this year as well. And just watch him go at the Euros next summer as well. I think he'll be a star there for England. And <laughs> the future's a bright one, put it that way, and putting it mildly. He, he, can, he can achieve what he, ever, what he wants to achieve. And I suppose playing in Europe will be on his uh, bucket list, as it were. So can he do that with Villa? We, we sure hope so, Dan. What do you think his ceiling is this year for in terms of goals and assists? I think Monday Night Football were comparing him to Eden Hazard's best season and, and so far he's pretty much on track to to, to level that if he continues throughout the season. Um, yeah. something like, I don't know, 18 goals and 16 assists or whatever it was. Do you think Jack can achieve something like that with Villa or does it depend on Villa having to have a good season as well? Of course, Villa have to have a good season, definitely. Um I mean, you want double assists in both of them. I mean, double, um, you want ten, double ten of each, yeah. double figures, yeah. goals and assists for sure. So I'd be looking to build on that. Possibly, I, I might be looking to the stats, Ashley Young stats when, when he was in his, uh, in his prime for Villa and comparing that way and see if he can better that. I've, I've spoke about Watkins possibly better in Benteke's 19-goal record when he first arrived. So that'll be the targets players will have in the back of the minds and hmm. they wanting to smash and Judging on the start of this season and the big wins they've had, they're well on the way. Well, well on the way of doing that. So definitely, I think ten goals and ten assists will be the starting point for Jack. And um, anything extra will be a bonus. And with that, you got to say Villa will be getting points on the board. So yeah, I think Villa will be aiming for a top half finish this year if they, if they get back on track. Yeah, in the league starting at Wolves this weekend. We'll come on to Jack not being the sole focus of Aston Villa when we come to pick our winner, which probably feels inevitable, but we'll pick our fourth nominee first. And a little bit of a left-field shout with Trezeguet being our fourth pick. Now, we could have gone with Edry Konza here as well, but like we said, we didn't want to put two centre-halves in there and people might say, well, get rid of Mings and put Konza in there. When you think back to Trezeguet, he's a player that probably divides opinion and some people think, Trezeguet, what's he in a player of the year for? Why did we pick him? When you actually sit down and think about what he's contributed to Villa in the last six months or so. He deserves to be in here, doesn't he, I think? I think so, yeah. I think he helped Villa survive. He three goals in the last four games when Villa were down and out, really, and he popped up with two at Pal- against Palace and one against Arsenal. And, yeah, he got Villa over the line, didn't he? Um, without the goals as well, he worked so hard for the team. We've seen that at Leicester away this year, um, which sticks out. He's working with Matty Cash and doubling up on yeah. Harvey Barnes and Villa got the results. And OK, he's not a Jack Grealish shouldn't be comparing him to Jack Grealish. He's someone different. He's a he's more of a workhorse like. He's he's just just selfless in his approach. And I think the Villa players give him a bit of a ribbing at uh, Bollymore if saying he runs from his uh his house in, in town to, to train him because just relentless worker and his stats are top of the shop in terms of the the, the um sports science kind of things. He just doesn't stop running. Now he needs to add end product to his game as as we all yeah. know and 
We knew against Brighton, he should have scored a couple um, against West Ham as well. Should have should have scored a couple there, but let's face it, he won the penalty, didn't he? So fair play for that. And just going back to last season as well, he he got Villa into that Wembley final, didn't he? That last yeah. last minute goal against Leicester, and yeah, a bit of a specialist at popping up at the back post. But this season, I mean, this season as well, he, he was at the back post against Arsenal, wasn't he? and yeah. that was an own goal given. So bit of yeah, bit of a left field shout as you say, but. A key cog in this Villa side, um, given his attitude and application. Okay, he's not. I've said this. He's not. He's not your. I don't know. He's not your Grealish or star star player in that sense. But he's 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 valued and he, he's do he's mm. doing it and he's ahead of your Algarzis and Troyes at the moment and rightly so. So he's keeping them at the team and he'll be looking to kick on. There's no one more desperate to to do well for Villa than Trezeguet himself. So I really hope he kicks on over the festive period and gets a couple of goals and. Gets that confidence up because he needs it. Yeah, he's such an interesting character, Trezé. I've spoken on podcast many times with Matt or with you or James or whoever, and not really rating him. I'm, I'm going to sit here and be honest. We put him up for a Player of the Year award, and I think I don't don't fully rate him. I don't buy into Trezé fully. Uh, I think he's better than Algarzi, but I think that that's more of a detriment to Algarzi rather than praising Trezé. As people in the comments have just said, if he finishes chances, we'd be top of the league. He's had a lot of chances wasted, but yeah, yeah. like you said. If we're talking 2020 as a whole, it helps get us get to a cup final and he scores some important goals to keep us in the league in the first place and that can't be understated. Um, so it's a, it's a difficult one. I think as of right now, he, he, like you said, he's a, an important cog in this team and I think Dean Smith values that and his work ethic, that combination that him and Trez, uh, him and Matty Cash seem to have already and that link-up play does look good. I think long-term, that'll be a, still a position... Um, Villa would want to rectify. You brought in yep. Bertrand Traoré, who you think would come in straight away and say, oh, well, he's an upgrade on Trezeguet. Trezeguet won't play this season. But he's come in, worked hard, kept his place, and Bertrand Traoré can't get in the team because of that. So you have to give credit to him. I think that's probably why we just about put him on this list. Like I said, it could have been Ezra Conte, and that might be harsh to leave him out. I think if it was, if this was a five-man list, Conte would, would be the fifth name on there for sure. Um, but Trezeguet's worked hard, and you can't underestimate that kind of character in a dressing room, I think. I think that's something that people will look up to. And like you said, he's not a Grealish in terms of ability. No one is. But in terms of a teammate, if I was playing with somebody like Trezeguet, I see him on the 90th minute still running up and down. I think, well, if he can do it, I can do it. I'll find something within my within myself. If he's working hard, I'll do the same. So I think yeah. that's what Dean Smith and the coaching staff probably value. And you know, who are we to sit here and say, I don't rate him. He should do this. He should do that. The coaching team at, at Villa, are to be trusted, and I think he should be playing every game for Villa. So I'll sit there and say, I agree. I don't. I think he's kept his kept his place, and I think he'll continue to do that until. Otherwise, really, um, Troy hasn't Troy hasn't really grasped his chance yet. Okay, hasn't been given a fair crack at it after getting injured against Southampton, but Algarzi's doing nothing, and, and Trezeguet's been the man that's been trusted. And like you say, Dan, if you've seen Trezeguet working hard for the team, and th- th- that feeds off other, others, feed off that in the in the team as well. So. Yes, he's not your start. He's not your ten goal a season winger, but I think he's doing he's doing a job at the moment. He's, he cost very little last year, nine million quid, and um, I think his improvement's been re- really good. To be fair, from from where from where he was at last year to now, I think he's I think he's earned his earned his right to start week in week out and, until yeah. Villa Villa get a fifty million pound winger to, to, on the right hand side that everyone's happy with. I think he, he'll continue to to play there. I think he's keeping others out at the moment. 
Yeah, exactly. Kimmy L says he's a starter, but only because there's no one better, which yeah, I, I agree with for now. And Sam yeah, said, I think, I think with Trezeguet, he tries a little too hard. Once he gets that goal, he will get many more. He's just trying to force it a little bit. And that probably is a bit of a confidence thing. And, and I do agree with that. And also, yeah. we're, we're picking four players here to win Player of the Year 2020. We've only got about 15 players to pick from. From mm-hmm. you know, Some of them are only just joined this season. So he makes up the four-man shortlist. I'm not going to sit here and make a case that he should win it because that would be outrageous. But he deserves to be given a bit of credit I think and that's what this is for we spoke to Mark Halsey last week on the podcast about the state of refereeing VAR having looked through some of uh, Villa's decisions it's not related to Trezeguet as a footballer but just because we've mentioned that that penalty and VAR I'm going to play a little clip here to um, to promote that podcast I'm going to bring it in now um, Trezeguet and Solly March Bright, uh, Villa Brighton okay yeah now Michael Oliver gives a penalty real time straight away penalty okay see the replay for me, fun first replay. So still a penalty. People say, "Oh, he's got oh, Solly March got the ball." He hasn't made. He hasn't made a chance. He hasn't got the ball. Trezeguet flick tries to flick the ball over him, and it comes on his shin. So he's not making no challenge. He's come closing down. Trezeguet flicks it over, and he's still caught it. Anywhere else on the field, play it's a foul. So it happened in the penalty area. It's a foul and a penalty. As soon as the referee goes over to that monitor, he's under pressure because I think you know. Mm. They're being told in there, you got that wrong. It's most probably a good tackle. He's won the ball. So straight away, he's under pressure. I'd like to see a referee be mentally tough, mentally strong, and say, no, do you know what? I'm sticking with my original decision. Mm. Mm. A little bit off topic there, but thoughts on VAR? <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> how long you got? Bit, I don't know how long you got, yeah. Great podcast, that. Listen, for, listen my way through it. Um, yeah, good guys, isn't he, Mark Halsey? Um, yeah, yeah, really nice guy. I think, really I think a lot of people looked at that when we first announced it coming out and being like, oh, he's just going to stick up for former refs. You know, Dermot Gallagher okay. on, through, on Ref okay. Watch on Sky Sports and all that kind of thing. He's just going to be in with his mates. But no, he's very outspoken um, about the, the refereeing in this country and uh, yeah, a really good guy as well. A few technical issues in there. We recorded for over an hour, but uh, yeah, the podcast is only like 40 minutes long, so we had to cut so much out because of um, the connection. But he's very, very good. So do go and watch that if, you, if you've got half an hour of your time. It's, you know, it's not going to go out of date at any point. So, um, yeah, it's worth a watch with with no Villa until Saturday. Um, back to Player of the Year, we've got to pick a winner. Obviously, we want fans to get involved and pick their their winner. There'll be a vote. There'll be a link, sorry, in the description of this video or this podcast or on the Facebook page that so you can go and, and and cast your vote. Is it an obvious one to just say it's Jack Grealish and we move on? Neil Taylor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he wasn't nominated. God. Uh, yeah, of course it is Captain Jack. Captain Fantastic. Yeah. Gotta be, yeah, it's got to be wanting his own right and just hope he can achieve what he wants to achieve this season and really kick on because he, he makes a lot. He's like a big, like a big kid, as it were. He makes a lot of his game. He wants to hit them stats and he's always asking to improve. And I really mm. hope he, he can do that. And judging by the start he's had, he, he's well on his way to, to having a really memorable season now at the right end of the table. So yeah, he's hoping and Villa are going to benefit from that. So Jack Grealish all the way. What a player. Yeah, it has to be Jack, doesn't it? I'd, I'd be very surprised if nobody... If I mean, I guess the point is then, I think we said earlier about Douglas Louise, is he the person who would push Jack the closest? Let's say if it was player of the end minus Jack Grealish, who would win then? Yeah, Douglas Louise, just simply because of Project Restart and how important he was there. Hmm. Just shutting up shop and making sure Villa were harder to beat and Douglas Louise was a, was a key part of that for me. So, yeah, it'd be Douglas who'd be pushing Jack for me. For that yeah. Award. 
all the comments so far, Jack, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, agreed, Jack for me. Um, Grealish got to be player of the year. Without him, we'd be down. Yeah, it's spot on, isn't it? I mean, it almost seems a little bit redundant to do a player of the year for Aston Villa when it's so obviously going to be Jack Grealish. But this is almost a little opportunity to reflect on the season and, and give a shout out to the other players. Like I said earlier, when we spoke about Jack, if this was 12 months ago, when we were in the championship, you'd be looking at Jack and no one else really. Jack is the main man. It's all about him. He's the star man. He's carried Aston Villa to promotion. He's carried them to survival. It's not like that now, is it? And as much as he's still a massive part of what Aston Villa do and what they're about, and most of the play goes through him, you've got Ross Barkley in there now, you've got Ollie Watkins. If this was a little bit further down, like if this was player of the season so far, they'd be in the conversation for this. Matty Cash, a great addition to Aston Villa this, this yeah. season. John McGinn getting back in there a little bit. It's not just about Jack Grealish anymore, and I think that's the important thing of, of why Villa have improved. It's more of a team unit this, this time around, and everyone's chipping in and doing their part. To be fair, I think I don't think Jack was great in Project Restart. Um, yeah, only the last couple of games, yeah. His goal at West Ham was his first goal in 15 games. Yeah. That's pretty scary, isn't it, really? He wasn't great. Um, so, he come on trumps when, when, when we needed him most down at West Ham and survived and he's really kicked on to a new gear now. So, I think they all deserve a mention. It's a t- massive team effort, what they did back in the summer to survive and based on a good, a good recruitment over the summer, they're kicking on once more. So, yeah, monumental team effort for me, headed by Dean Smith and the coaching staff, and just want to get back to winning ways as soon as, really, mm-hmm. and hopefully this weekend we, weekend we can do it. I mentioned at the start of this that there's a fans football of the year across the, the entire of the Premier League. I'm going to screen share this, and hopefully I'll put the right tab on. Uh, yes, you should be able to see that. So the Fans Football of the Year is a seven-man shortlist that 100 journalists across the company all voted for. You and me vote, both voted. I'll definitely put Jack Grealish in my top three, I think it was. Uh, I've been three times, didn't I? <laughs> Did you? Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, so you can see the players there. I'll read them out for the audio listeners. You've got Jordan Henderson, Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, Virgil van Dijk, Marcus Rashford, Kevin De Bruyne and Jack Grealish uh, are all going against each other for a national award, which will hopefully present, be presented as a nice little trophy for the player. So the link in the description that you can go to will take you to this page, Fans Football of the Year, vote for the Football of the Year or vote for your club. So if you choose your club, obviously we're going to go to Aston Villa and I'm going to pick Jack Grealish, obviously. Vote for me, fill in your email, sorted. Um, and then back to Fans Football of the Year, if I can go back, is there a way to go back? Uh, oh yes, vote for my overall winner. So here are my overall winners. Um, we're obviously going to sit here on a Villa podcast and say, let's vote for Jack. And I kind of want all Villa fans to come together and all vote for Jack and see if we can push him over the line for a national award because why not? That's part of the fun. Um, if you're not picking for Jack there, and we're just talking general Premier League for a second, who gets your vote there for, for player, of the, player of 2020? Marcus Rashford, all day long. Yeah, three, good shout. Three score meals and he's campaigning. Sure, yeah, wins that. All day long for me. Probably getting sports personality of the year uh, as yeah. well. So yeah, I can't speak on for Marcus Rashford. He gets that, but footballing wise, you've got to say either um, Mane or De Bruyne. But Mane probably gets it in football terms. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right there. I, I agree with both those. I think if I was picking my vote from a serious perspective, I would say Rashford because yes, as much as he's a great player, the off the field stuff has been great. A few comments coming in for Kevin De Bruyne. I mean. All of those are worthy winners. It's not going to be Jack for a national award because not enough people value him and he's not done anything like the other players, uh, Liverpool winning the league, etc. Um, but from a Villa perspective, and to try and rig a vote, I'm going to go and vote for Jack Grealish and I encourage all other Villa fans to do the same. <laughs> Let's see if we can get Jack Grealish to win a national award. Um, but yeah, that's enough for today's little podcast, a little bonus episode about player of the year. The schedule 
for Christmas comes thick and fast, doesn't it? I know we get a game off with uh, Newcastle being postponed, which I'm annoyed about because I miss football. It's Saturday, it's still the whole yeah, week yeah, till, till Villa comes back. Um, uh-huh. I want to I see us back in action, but we'll be back with plenty more content, 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 content throughout the rest of the Christmas period. There's lots of games to cover. We've got a few things lined up. We've also got a player interview that we filmed a couple of weeks ago that hasn't even come out yet. Um, so lots to do, lots to talk about. Thank you very much, Ash, for joining me this Monday afternoon. Thanks, everyone, for watching uh, live on Facebook or YouTube. If you've caught up with this uh, not live after the fact, do leave us a review on iTunes and uh, send us some nice comments. That's all very much appreciated, especially at this time of year. Um, Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa. (laughs) 